You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. Take your Bibles this morning and let's turn to Genesis chapter 22, a very familiar passage of Scripture that we will be considering today. Genesis chapter 22. I'm going to read verse 1 through verse 18 of Abraham offering Isaac upon the altar. I've entitled the message this morning, Laying Down Your Isaac. Laying Down your Isaac. Verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt, put Abraham to the test, and God will test each and every one of us throughout our Christian life as well. And said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. I have a question for you today. What is your Isaac? What is the thing that you love the most in this life? I hope you would answer that question by saying, Pastor, it's not a thing that I love the most. It's a person. In this case, the one that Abraham loved the most in this life was his son Isaac. Take thou thy son, thine only son Isaac, and whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham arose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, Isaac his son, and clave the wood for a burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Very interesting statement that Abraham makes there. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, Father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, another amazing statement of faith. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told of him, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord 
shall it be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto him Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, what thing? Given his only son Isaac upon the altar, and hast not withheld thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee. You lay your Isaac upon the altar and give it to God. I promise you God will bless your life. That in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you this morning, there's so much in this passage, so much prophetic reference to the coming of your Son, the Lord Jesus, who would give his life on Calvary's cross for our redemption. But what Abraham did here was an amazing thing. We cried tremendous faith. And so, Lord, as we try to make an application of this story in our own personal lives, may we understand the importance of laying down our Isaacs. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, let me ask you a question. What is the thing that you love the most in life? The thing that you love the most is your Isaac. I really believe that if we would get really honest with God, which seldom we do, right? But if we would get really honest with God today and also just be honest with ourselves, I think most of us would have to admit that the thing that we love the most is a person. And that person is self. Now, I know many of you would say, no, Pastor, let's be honest. The person that we love the most in life is probably ourselves. The Bible says this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2, This know also that in the latter days, and we are in those latter days, and we are all influenced by the day and age in which we live. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be, number one on the list, men shall be lovers of their own selves. And then it goes on to talk about how we will be covetous and boasters and proud and blasphemers and disobedient to parents and without natural fat, and on and on it goes. But the number one thing on the list is that we will be lovers of our own selves. What is really keeping you and I from 100% completely selling out to Jesus Christ? The love of self. The very thing that God is asking us to lay upon the altar. The thing that Abraham loved the most was not himself, but was his son. But what about you and I? There's a song that we often sing during the invitation. We seldom sing it other than the invitation time, and it's the song as you're all on the altar. Elisha Hoffman wrote this song many years ago. And let me tell you a little bit about this man. He was born on May 7, 1839 in Orwigsburg, Pennsylvania, and he died in 1929 in Chicago, Illinois. He was a Presbyterian minister, and he composed over 2,000 hymns. And he edited some 50 songbooks during his life in ministry. He was the son of an evangelical minister, and Hoffman grew up singing sacred hymns 
both in church and in his home with his parents. After completing high school, Hoffman furthered his education at Union Seminary in New Berlin, Pennsylvania, and was ordained a Presbyterian minister in 1873. Following his seminary education, Hoffman began work with a publishing branch of the Evangelical Association in Cleveland, Ohio. After serving in this position for 11 years, Hoffman had several pastoral positions throughout the Midwest. He pastored churches in both Cleveland and Gafton, Ohio in the 1880s. He moved to Benton Harbor, Michigan, and there pastored the first Presbyterian church during the mid-1890s and finished his ministry pastoring churches in Illinois from 1911 till 1922. Many of the hymns that he wrote were inspired by the messages that he preached. Some of the best-loved hymns that were written by Hoffman were Glory to His Name, Down at the Cross Where My Savior Died, Down Where for Cleansing From Sin I Cried, There to My Heart Was the Blood Applied, Glory to His Name. Another, Are You Washed in the Blood? Another, I Must Tell Jesus, on to victory, leaning on the everlasting arms. And this beloved hymn is your all on the altar. This song that Hoffman wrote was inspired by this message that he preached. And the message that he preached was about living a surrendered life. I'd like to read to you just a paragraph that ended his message. You have control over your own life today. Take responsibility for it and surrender yourself as a living sacrifice to God and do it today. Don't selfishly hold on to your dreams and plans for this day. Give it all up to the God who is deserving of being your captain of your life. Many will fight with God today for ownership of their own life. Don't be one of them. Surrender and place your all on the altar of God today. He will use you in ways that you could never imagine. He will provide in ways that you would never imagine. Your part is to place your all on the altar today. Would you do it now? And he gave his invitation. The words of that message inspired him later to write the song, Is Your All on the Altar of Sacrifice Laid. I think every one of us, our hearts have been touched by that song. You have longed for sweet peace and for faith to increase. You have earnestly and fervently prayed, but you cannot have rest or be perfectly blessed until all on the altar is laid, till you've laid every one of your Isaacs upon the altar. Would you walk with the Lord in the light of His Word and have peace and contentment all way? You must do His sweet will to be free from all ill. On the, all, on the altar, your all you must lay. Oh, we never can know what the Lord will bestow of the blessings for which we have prayed till our body and our soul he doth fully control and our all on the altar is laid. Who can tell all the love he will send from above and how happy our hearts will be made of the fellowship sweet we will share at his feet when our all on the altar is laid. And then the chorus is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid? Question I'm asking you today, and I'm asking myself, is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid? Your heart does the Spirit control. You can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest as you yield Him your body 
and your soul. Living a surrendered life, I believe, is the most difficult thing that God will ever ask of us to do. Laying down our Isaacs. Being focused upon the eternal instead of the temporal to me is the most difficult thing in my Christian life. To live a daily life of laying down the things that I love the most and giving them over to God. Daniel mentioned in his Sunday school class this morning, Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, God has been so merciful to us, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Present yourself the thing you love the most, self. Present it. Present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, my re It's only reasonable for us to give our all to Christ. Which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word transformed. I'm going to tell you, we all need some transformation to take place in our lives. And that transformation is not going to take place until we renew our mind with the understanding and concept that we are not our own, we belong to the Lord, and we need to lay not only ourselves upon that altar of sacrifice, we need to lay whatever is near and dear to us and the things that we love the most. Transformation. This is an interesting word. It, it's the word that we get the word metamorphosis from. And whatever you think of metamorphosis, you think of a, a caterpillar making a cocoon. And you know what? I haven't seen a lot of beautiful caterpillars. For the most part, they're quite ugly. But they go into that cocoon and something happens. It is a miracle of God that they can crawl into that cocoon and then how many days later they can come out a absolutely gorgeous, beautiful butterfly. A change has taken place. The dictionary defines metamorphosis as a change of the form or nature of a thing or person into a completely different one by natural or supernatural means. You know, the only thing that can transform my life and your life is a supernatural work of God. But listen to me. That supernatural work of God that will completely change our lives, change us into the person that God intends us to be, cannot take place until that transformation takes place in our mind and we start realizing we need to lay ourselves upon the altar of sacrifice. We have to become that living sacrifice. I'm convinced that what we need today, whether you are young or whether you're old, is a supernatural change to take place in our lives. A spiritual change. A moral change. God says this change, this metamorphosis, this transformation will never take place until a total surrender takes place in our lives. A total surrender to Jesus Christ. When that surrender takes place, there's a supernatural work of God that takes place. And God makes you into a totally different person. Don't tell me God cannot change people's lives. The reason God is not changing people's lives is not God's fault. The fact is we will not put ourselves on the altar of sacrifice. 
in order for Christ to become the Lord and ruler of our lives, we have to decide to get on the altar as a living sacrifice. How did the Lord Jesus define total surrender? Mark chapter 8. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him, what? Deny him. Get up on the altar. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life, fully surrender his life, Whosoever will lose his life for my sake and the gospel, the same shall find it. See, we're never, listen, we are never going to find the life that God has intended us to live until we get on the altar. Paul defines total surrender in this way that I might live unto God. How many of you want to live unto God? I mean, I do. That's my heart's desire. Paul said that I may live unto God, I am crucified with Christ. You can't live unto the Lord until you get up on the altar. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. See, we, we will never truly live until we die. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He climbed up on the altar for me. The least that I can do is get on the altar for him. Is there something... God is asking you to lay down on the altar for him. If not yourself, what else? What is he asking you to surrender to him? What is he asking you to give up for him? What is your Isaac? Come on, stay with me today. What is your Isaac that he's asking you to lay up on the altar? You know, when we talk about surrender, when we talk about it in military terms, we're talking about defeat. Yes or no? That army surrendered. That means they were defeated. But in the Christian life, when we talk about surrender, we're not talking about defeat. We're talking about victory. <laughs> victory will only come through surrender. It's been said that the Christian life is not me conquering sin, but Christ conquering me. And when Christ conquers me, guess what? That sin that does so easily beset us is conquered. So what, church family, what is hindering? What is stopping you? I'm talking to you personally. I need not name every one of your names but I'm talking to each one of you personally. What is hindering you from full surrender to Jesus Christ? Whatever it is, I'm telling you today, lay it down. Lay it down. It is only when we lay it down that true victory will come into our lives and we will be able to live the life that God has planned out for us to live. Paul said to Timothy, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore will purge himself, what does that mean? Lay it down. If a man therefore will purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified. What does it mean to sanctify? It means you lay it down, you give it up, you turn it over. 
purge himself, sanctify himself, then he will be meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. I'm here to tell you, listen to me, until you lay it down, you will never experience the life that God would have you to live. You'll never enter into that victory that the Bible talks about so many times. So let's take the next few minutes we have and let's really explore what it means to surrender it all. To lay it all down. To put it all on the altar. Anything and everything that God is asking you for is for your best. Do you believe that, church? It is for your best. Now here, here, I want to tell you the... I'll tell you what, I can't wait for the day when Satan is cast into the lake of fire. I'm a front row seat. He is such a liar and he has convinced so many people through his lies and his deceptions. You know what? I deal with it on almost a daily basis when I'm dealing with people because they have totally believed Satan's lie. And here is one of the biggest lies that Satan will tell you, and he'll tell me that if you lay down your Isaac for the cause of Christ, you're going to lose everything. Whatever you lay down, you're going to lose it. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Cast down that imagination. Dear people, we lose nothing when we lay it down. We only gain Thank you for that one amen. When we lay our Isaac upon the altar, you know what God does? He picks it up and he does something absolutely amazing with it. You know why you don't lay it down? Because you don't believe God will raise it up. If you believed that God would raise it up, you would lay it down. You know how I know that? Take your Bible, go to Hebrews chapter 11. How in the world was Abraham able to take his only son Isaac to lay him upon the altar and to lift up a knife ready to plunge it through the heart of his son. How in the world could he do that? You know how he could do it? Because he had enough faith that if he laid it down, God would raise it up. You know something else? Isaac had to have that same faith. Isaac could have easily have resisted his father binding him and laying him upon the altar. There's not one of my seven sons right now, I hate to admit this, that could not take me if they wanted to. About the only way I could gain an advantage on any one of my sons is to sit on them. <laughs> Other than that, they are all now stronger than their father. They are faster than their father. Now say they're smarter than their father, but <laughs> they could all take me if they wanted to. Isaac could have easily taken his old man but he allowed himself. Somehow, his father's faith transferred to him. And he was willing to go through the pain of having a knife plunged into his heart, but in Isaac were all of the promises that God had promised to Abraham. And Isaac knew that he was the son of promise. So in order for Abraham and Isaac both to go up to Mount Moriah, by the way, Mount Moriah is where David built the temple, or Solomon built the temple. They both had to have enough faith 
that if they laid him down, hallelujah, God would raise him up. That God would do something absolutely amazing and wonderful. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 17, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, when he was put to the test, you know what? I want to put you all to the test today. Do you have enough faith today to believe that if you lay down whatever your Isaac is, that God will raise it back up in a much more wonderful way? I'm going to put you to the test today. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it is said that in Isaac shall all thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to what, church? Raise him up. I laid him down, but God would raise him up. And it all was a beautiful type or figure of Jesus Christ laying down his life and the Father raising him back up. I'm here to tell you today, if you'll lay it down, God will raise it back up. I'm going to skip a portion here that I had prepared to share with you and let's go to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. Verse 24. Verily, verily. You know what that means? It means truly, truly, this is true. Double emphasis. This is true. Verily, verily, Jesus said, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and what? Are you willing to die? Are you willing to lay your Isaac upon the altar and let him die? Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. What's it called when you take a seed and you put it into the ground and it dies? What's that process called? Germination. It's an amazing miracle. Just like the transformation that Paul talked about, the metamorphosis. It's a supernatural thing. You take a corn of wheat and you put it into the ground and it dies, but then what happens? It comes back to life in a much more wonderful and amazing way than when it died. This is what God is saying to you. This is what he's saying to me. Dan, I want to do something amazing with your life. But in order for me to do that amazing thing, you have to surrender it all. You have to put it all on the altar. You have to lay down your Isaac. But I'm telling you that if you lay it down, I will raise it up again. Now he doesn't end. Listen to what he says here. Verily, verily, I see you, except a corn of wheat fall on the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, germination, it bringeth forth, what? Much fruit. Almost was tempted today to stop at the store on the way out and buy an ear of corn. And show it to you. But you can just pretend that I did that. You take one kernel of corn, you plant it into the ground, and up on that stalk comes at least two ears. I have seen three ears on a stalk of corn. That's very rare, but it can happen. And then you count the number of kernels of corn that are on that ear of corn. Talk about multiplication. Do 
you have enough faith to believe, to see yourself as a kernel of corn being planted, being willing to die on the altar in order that God could do a miracle work and raise it back up again. You'll never surrender at all until that kind of faith takes place in your life. Verse 25, He that loveth his life will what? You've lost out. You love your life. Remember I said most people love themselves. You love your life. You're unwilling to lay yourself upon that altar of, of sacrifice. He that loveth his life shall lose it, but he that hateth his life, you're willing to lay it down. And this world shall keep it unto eternal life. If any man will serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father what? How many of you want God to honor your life? Because Abraham and Isaac laid it down, God says, all these blessings will come upon you. And you know what? We have inherited those blessings of Abraham. Full surrender means death to self. But it's only when death to self takes place that fruitfulness, that life, will really take place in our lives. So I have another question for you. To the very best of your knowledge, are you fully surrendered to Jesus Christ today? To the best of your knowledge, are you, those of you who are sleeping, would you please wake up? Are you fully surrendered to Jesus Christ today? And if not, why not? If Jesus is your Savior, don't you think he has every right to be your Lord too? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, he laid it down, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him. He laid it down, God raised it up. Paul goes on in the next chapter to say these words, Philippians chapter 3, but whatsoever things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ, I laid it down. Yea, doubtless I count all. I count all things but lost. I surrendered all. I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, whom I have suffered the loss of all things. I laid it down and do count them but dung that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, listen, and the power of his resurrection. I laid it down and God raised it up and did something amazing with my life. We have another hymn that we often sing during the invitation. The hymn is I Surrender All. Judson Deventer was born in 1855 and died in 1939. He was raised on a far farm in Dundee, Michigan. 
After graduating from high school, he attended Hillsdale College. He taught art in public schools in Sharon, Pennsylvania, and Deventer was active as a layman in his Methodist Episcopal Church and loved participating in revivals that his church would hold on a yearly basis. Yes, there was one time when the Methodist Episcopal Church was a soul-winning church and believed in revival. Based on his passion for Christ, his service to his church, and his ability to communicate, his family and friends encouraged him to leave his field of teaching and become an evangelist. It took him five years to fully surrender to the call of God. And the advice of many of his family, friends, and church members. His evangelistic ministry took him throughout the United States, England, and Scotland. In Deventer's own words, he said this, I became an evangelist and discovered deep down in my soul another talent hereto unknown to me. He laid it down. God raised it up. God had hidden songs in my heart. And touching a tender chord, he moved me to write the song, I Surrender All. Perhaps the most important influence of Deventer's life was that which his song had on a young man by the name of Billy Graham. In Graham's own testimony, he cites that it was this song that brought him to the place of full surrender to enter the ministry. All to Jesus. I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him and in his presence daily live. All to Jesus I surrender, humbly at his feet I bow. Worldly pleasures all forsaken, take me Jesus, take me now. All to Jesus I surrender, make me Savior holy thine. Let me feel the Holy Spirit, truly know that thou art mine. All to Jesus I surrender, Lord I give myself to thee. Fill me with thy love and power, let thy blessings Fall on me, all to Jesus I surrender. Now I feel the sacred flame. Oh, the joy of full salvation. Glory, glory to his name. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. The Apostle Peter believed that he was fully surrendered to Christ. He knew the story of Abraham and Isaac very well. And if you were to ask Peter, Peter, have you laid your Isaac on the altar? What would Peter have said? Yes. I've laid my all on the altar. And Jesus saith unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, the night of his betrayal and arrest. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But Peter, but Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. Jesus saith unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. But Peter spake the more vehemently, 
If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. And so said the rest of the disciples. But shortly after that, they would all flee. And Peter would say, I know not that man. Although we all love the comfort and knowing that we're saved and our name is written in the book of life, never to be blotted out, there should be a continual growth process going on in our lives. But this, listen to me, church family, this growth process will not take place until we surrender all. Spiritual growth all depends upon us laying down our Isaacs. Remember the corn of wheat? Until it dies, it will not live and bring forth fruit. I want to close with another song. This isn't very typical of how I preach. I seldom refer to the hymns of the faith. But there can be little and no spiritual growth until we come to the point of laying down our Isaacs. A song that came to my mind was Give Me Thine Heart. Song is taken from Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 26, where it says, Give me thine heart. I'm going to ask each and every one of you today to give the Lord your heart. Give me thy heart, says the Father above, no gift so precious to him as our love. Softly he whispers, wherever thou art, make full surrender and give me thy heart. Give me thy heart, says the Savior of men, calling in mercy again and again. Trust in me only and never depart. Have I not died for thee? Give me thine heart. Give me thy heart, says the Spirit divine. All that thou hast to my keeping resign. Grace more abounding is mine to impart. Make full surrender. Give me thine heart. And then the chorus. Give me thy heart, give me thine heart. Hear the soft whisper wherever thou art. From this dark world he would draw thee apart, speaking so tenderly, give me thine heart. I want to leave you with one final question. Do you believe? Do you believe that God wants you to fully surrender to him? How many of you believe that? Would you raise your hand? What one person finds easy to surrender, another will struggle with. Tithing. Witnessing. Just being faithful to church. Serving. Surrendering your health. Attitudes, relationships. Your music, your entertainment. Your gaming. Your vocation. Your social media. Your internet usage. We could go on and on. 
But what is the Holy Spirit convicting you about today? You know, the Holy Spirit has a way of convicting us of a lot of things when we go to pray, when we go to church. You go to a good church where God's Word is preached, you're going to be convicted. I want to tell you something. This is the truth. You will not find a message like this preached in our contemporary churches today. You will, you will not find it. You'll be entertained. But you will not find I surrender all message. We have the Holy Spirit just as a way of reminding us about things like every time an altar call takes place. I think most of us know what our Isaacs are. Today God is asking you, not this preacher, God is asking you to lay it down. And I promise you, that if you lay it down, God will raise it up in such an amazing way. You will say this, why in the world did I not give my Isaac to him a long time ago? Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.